Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Coming up, a look at what happened on the first day of NBA free agency, starting with the Lakers landing LeBron. Yeah, he got his man, but he was supposed to come in and get his men. And insight into some of what will happen next. I think that LeBron's will end up getting a broken wingman. We look at player moves, team moves, hopes, and heartaches. The triangle killed the Knicks. This is the Scouts Honor Podcast with inside information. Well, here's what San Antonio wants from them. And unique perspective. Thank God that Jack Nicholson will be sitting at courtside because one flew over the cuckoo's nest. From Super Scout Dave T. Thomas and your host, Paul Crane. Hello again, everyone. I'm Paul Crane, along with the Director of Operations of Scouting Services, Inc., Dave T. Thomas. This, a post-NBA free agency Scouts Honor podcast. And Dave T., you had said there'd be a flurry right out of the gate, then there'd be some wait and see. Wow. Head-spinning money spent in a short period of time on day one. Money, money, money. Let me (laughs) tell you, folks. Right now, we're up to one billion twenty six million two hundred fourteen thousand six hundred seventy nine dollars that have been spent, and that's on twenty nine ball players I mean yesterday, I thought it was phenomenal when we were up at the five hundred forty eight million dollar mark Now we just keep on going, but understand one thing we have twenty seven guys signed, but out of the twenty seven that signed, only eight of them got deals that were three years or longer. There's 130 players still sitting out there waiting to make a decision or possibly even waiting for a phone call, Paul. Now we have 30 out of the top 50 players that are sitting out there uh, waiting for that phone call, waiting for that offer to come through, leading the bunches, the top guy on the market who is a Los Angeles Laker, and that's Julius Randle. Magic Johnson's at a point right now where he's about to make or break the Los Angeles Lakers. I think he made some stupid moves on uh, on this free agent up market, though, Paul. Well, let's start with the Lakers, obviously, because you had said everything was going to happen after LeBron James made his decision. He didn't wait very long, and it was obvious by what happened, or at least it appears, he was going to be a Laker no matter what because the Ball family circus is still there and many other things. Magic Johnson got his man, though. LeBron James is a Laker. Let's start with that deal and how it all came about. Yeah, he got his man, but he was supposed to come in and get his men. The thing that defies logic over here, this is a guy that throughout the season was doing everything but making goo-goo eyes at Paul George, so much so that the NBA fined him $500,000 for that move. His general manager was also fined. So you're talking about the Lakers had to pay $550,000 for their affection towards other players during the season. 
then you turn around, you bring in LeBron James, you also bring in LeBron James' clients. Okay, he calls the guy his agent, but his agent is really his partner. Also signed from the LeBron James stable, Contavious Caldwell Pope at an incredible $12 million. Then they bring JaVel McGee in at center. Okay, they did get him for the veterans minimum. But then we go ahead and thank God that Jack Nicholson will be sitting at courtside because one flew over the cuckoo's nest is going to be the name of the game for the Lakers. you got not only Jack sitting at courtside, you got LeVar Ball, maybe, unless they could trade his son Lanza, and then you get the ear whisperer of Lance Stevenson. I mean, this guy was like a fly on a cow's butt when it came to him defending against LeBron James over the years. Who could, who could forget going back into the playoffs when he walks up to LeBron and blows into his ear. Hey, you know, LeBron should have been thankful for that blowing in the ear because it could have been Mike Tyson instead going after Evander Holyfield, and we know where that ear ended up. Oh, my goodness. See, that's one of the head-scratching things to me, Dave T. We had talked in advance of the free agency period starting about how if the Lakers were going to land LeBron, they had to do something with Lonzo Ball and the circus that follows him around. That seemed to go by the wayside, obviously, LeBron signed. But then getting Lance Stevenson, the ear blower, the LeBron whisperer, as it were, what is going on there? Well, he's going to be their sixth man coming off the bench, but you got to understand $12 million to Caldwell Pope, $4.5 million to Stevenson. Now, all of a sudden, technically puts them over the cap. So where does this hurt them? Let's say they decide not to match any offer for Julius Randle. They still don't get that cap hold money back once Julius goes off the board till everything is all settled. They have $38 million being held up on a cap hold because they are over the cap. That money, if they lose those players, technically does not come off their cap salary thing till the luxury tax is figured. This thing's going to end up costing him. I mean, right now, even if they go out and get Cousins, okay, they only have the 8.4 exception to give to Cousins. Do you think Cousins is going to walk through the door at 8.4 when he knows New Orleans, even though he doesn't want to play there, could most likely double that offer to at least $16 million per to keep him on a one-on-one? I'm guessing no, unless he too really just wants to play with the Lakers. But he can get a one-year deal, could he not, and then re-sign for a lot more money later? Here's the two albatrosses hanging over Magic's head. One, it comes down to is that Leonard wants to leave San Antonio to come to the Lakers. In order to do that, he is going to have to strip all of the youth on the team because San Antonio is saying we not only want quality young players back, we want multiple draft picks back. So how's this going to work out? Of course, Lonzo Ball is the is the oddball in this whole thing. They're going to have to trade Lonzo off. Denver is interested. They'll take Lonzo. They'll give him a first round draft pick, but they got $34 million in dead money sitting on that roster. So some veteran is going to have to go back to the Lakers. That all of a sudden is going to eat in and move up the luxury tax. You then turn around and you look at their other albatross, Dang. Well, while Dang 
is on the salary cap for $18 million. If they decide to stretch him out, they might be able to get everybody in under the cap, or they could just outright cut him. But by outright cutting him, they take a dead cap pool hit of $36.8 million. Either way you look at it, you're in trouble. Now, Pop, Pop is sitting there. And remember I said San Antonio is going to play Snidely Whitlash. All of a sudden, Paul George, there he is. He's still in Oklahoma City, Paul. Chris Paul, he's still down at Houston. A matter of fact, Chris ended up with a better deal than LeBron ended up with. What do you think that Pop is going to do now? Now, all of a sudden, Magic has to, not only after he hit a home run with uh, James, now he has to come up to the plate again. What's he going to do? Well, here's what San Antonio wants from them. They want Josh Hart. They want Brandon Ingram. They want two number ones, and they want to sign and trade on Julius Randle. They even tried to stretch it by asking for uh, the center, Ivacar Zubik. Now, you look at that. You look at the Lakers roster. What are they going to do? They're going to have to start bringing in G League guys. I mean, the only thing they're going to have left coming off the bench is Kyle Kuzma. <laughs> and with Lonzo Ball out, at least Kuzma could excel for them. You're looking at Stevenson coming off the bench. You're looking at first-round draft pick Maurice uh, Wagner. But outside of that, that's it. That's an, you're looking at a team right now with eight guys and only three of them are starting material. So to summarize, the Lakers are facing all sorts of cap and luxury tax ramifications. But in order to get a deal done and, say, bring Kawhi Leonard in from the Spurs, you've got to get a third team involved, and the Nuggets might be willing to be that team. But there's a whole lot of things that have to happen. And sitting at the top of the uh, catbird's nest is Greg Popovich and the San Antonio Spurs because Kawhi Leonard has to be traded. He does not control his own destiny. Greg Popovich and the Spurs do, so they're going to try to maximize whatever situation they get. Does that summarize it properly? Well, not only that, you're looking at another situation where another LeBron James client might be coming through the door in Nerland's Noel. Now, what are you going to do now? All of a sudden, you've got five centers on your team, and none of them are even a third-string type. You're going to go in with a front court of Ingram, James, and McGee right now against Golden State? Yum, yum, meet them up. Well, let's go back to uh, staying with LeBron for just a, a few more moments. In advance of free agency, you'd mentioned how he wanted a wingman, and you've already touched on a couple of the possibilities, but they don't seem to be possible anymore. Paul George was a big one going on, but what kind of an about face was that for him to re-sign with Oklahoma City? And, of course, Chris Paul, you had indicated the other day he was bluffing about walking away, and he ended up getting a deal, as you mentioned, even larger than LeBron. So he he ended up uh, having the Rockets blink. But what about the kind of wingman that LeBron's going to need and certainly a facilitator that LeBron's going to need in order to help the Lakers in that very tough Western Conference? I think that LeBron's will end up getting a broken wingman probably during the summer. Why? Because Carmelo Anthony, a close friend of uh, James, is about to get a buyout from OKC. I think that what's going to come down when Magic keeps on striking out on everything, and he's going to end up losing Randall because he doesn't have a way of bringing Randall back. His only option is to bring in Carmelo Anthony and hope to God that Carmelo Anthony returns to the Carmelo Anthony when he was a Denver Nugget and not with the Knicks and not with OKC. Well, perhaps if that comes about, he'll have uh, a 
kind of motivation. Motivation? Carmelo <laughs> Anthony, those two words don't exist. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I, 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 then you put a situation with Stevenson there? Okay, man, we are definitely talking about one flew over the cuckoo's nest. I mean, right now, I would say Luke Walton, sit down, Jack Nicholson will have to take over the team. One more LeBron thought. Houston, you had indicated, might try to become a player. How close did they come to actually being a player for LeBron James, and did they even get the chance? No, they didn't get the chance, and the thing was they were well-prepared to do this. They were well, not only well-prepared to go ahead and bring James through the door, they were going to go ahead and sign Capella and said, luxury tax be damned, let's just pay the bucks. They know that they need one more element, one more big element, because right now the Golden State Warriors, they look like a juggernaut. Actually, if you look at everything, uh, the Warriors ended up being the beneficiary of all of this. The cap money is tied with the Lakers, so they're really not worried about LeBron being down there. Maybe in 2019 and 20, when Lennon might get himself freed up from San Antonio as a free agent. But then you go back and look at Houston. Houston lost a major piece, Paul. They had to bring in Chris Paul, but by doing so, Trevor Ariza goes ahead and signs with Phoenix. Now this makes another West, uh, Western Conference team much stronger by bringing in that veteran element that, that I told you that they would need in order to speed up Aiton's development with the team. They have an issue that's going on right now over in Phoenix with Devin Booker, but the extension should probably appease him. But, you know, they're looking at Devin Booker as their franchise guy, not me. I look at Aiton is the man up in Phoenix. And, and Ariza is the man that's going to bring him to the forefront. And I was just going to say, how much do you like that Trevor Ariza addition with Aiton, the number one overall pick, and the immediate impact this may have on the Phoenix Suns? Look around the league right now. Well, hey, just look at the free agent market. Look at the center products that are out there. Nobody's really knocking on their doors to bring them in. The center position seems to have fallen by the wayside in recent years. Everybody is hooked up to the trays, so they like those little swings, the guys that could go from two, three, and four. Well, what you're looking at in Aiton is Aiton is old school. And I think if Cousins is able to return to form, you're looking at and you're looking at towns over Minnesota, we're seeing a new age of centers coming up, and it's going to bring the dominance back to that position. So the Phoenix Suns may become a playoff team now in your eyes. Is it fair to say that after the kind of seasons they've had recently? Well, I'm not sitting outside their arena right now waiting for playoff tickets to go on sale, but I do predict that they definitely have a playoff caliber team right now. Hmm. And then taking a look at other teams in the conference, the Houston Rockets, the Golden State Warriors, obviously the cream of the crop. How, what has Oklahoma City done with itself? You've talked about a couple of other teams, which then is going to ultimately get me back to the Lakers and LeBron. How much work do they have to do to become a factor in the conference? I think that when you're sitting down and looking at Oklahoma City, one, they're going to have to shed Carmelo Anthony's deal on a buyout. Two, I would really like the signing that they did. They did an under-the-cover signing by bringing back in a small forward, Jeremy Grant, on a three-year deal. So now you know what your front court is going to look at. You're going to have that one-two punch at small forward with George and Grant. Still, everything that I see going on over there, Westbrook, George, that's not enough to get them past Golden State. Well, uh, before I we... don't think anybody has anything right now to get past Golden State, do you, Paul? 
Not that I can see, not that what happened. I think when we were talking earlier, if the Rockets had put together that package, as you indicated, they were trying to bring LeBron to Houston, that could have been an interesting situation. But the fact they didn't even get a chance says clearly, as indicated before, to me anyway, LeBron was going to the Lakers no matter what, period. And he did. And if Leonard ends up at the Lakers, it's going to cost the Lakers buku draft picks and ball players to do that. Actually, uh, Philadelphia is in a better situation right now to bring Leonard in. But San Antonio is just sitting out there playing patient. He who hesitates is lost. Not in this case. Pop knows that right now he's got magic under the gun. He's got Philadelphia still trying to hit a home run on the free agent market. If not, they're going to go to the trade market to do that. Well, that was exactly where I was going to go next to switch over to the East with the Philadelphia 76ers. You had indicated that starting a couple of weeks ago that they might be best positioned for a Kawhi Leonard trade. Pop is going to wait as long as it takes, I would gather. How long do you think it's going to take and who's going to step forward? Who can afford to do it the most? Well, they're 31 over the cap, and if you bring in Leonard, that's 22 that will lead up on the cap, so they definitely have the money to do the deal. It's the matter of what Popovich wants. I think Popovich knows he could get more from the Lakers, especially if it comes down to a sign-and-trade for Julius Randle. I think that's the key right now. If Popovich wants Randle as bad as they're saying he is, the Lakers need to get the deal done, do the sign-and-trade, and be done with it. So then as we look through some of the other things that have happened, uh, San Antonio, so much attention on the Kawhi Leonard situation, but it's not like they didn't do anything else. They were looking to get younger, but then they didn't, at least not yet. Well, they're not collecting Social Security, but you bring back a small forward, Rudy Gay, at uh, $10 plus. Then you bring back uh, Marco Bellini uh, from Philadelphia, you know, an (laughs) old-time Bellinelli over here. I am always bad with names, Matt. That's all right. You You're got, great I'm with from, information. I'm from Brooklyn, New York. You keep I, going. I am the Norm Cosby out there. <laughs> well, you know, they get him on a two-year deal for $12 million, so now they got a gunslinger. Uh, still, if they end up with that package from the Lakers that has been rumored, this is a team that's ready to go. Pop might not retire in a couple of years. Wow. How about that? Uh, and looking down some other notes to make of what has already happened you had indicated that again 30 of the top 50 free agents are still out there what about the Pacers that was a contract uh, you mentioned to me earlier sharp shooting Doug McDermott he gets a three-year deal I'm figuring that Doug, after he's been cut and unwanted around half of the league right now, that this was a guy that was going to be sitting out there going brother could you spare a dime well he's got $22 $22 million in his pocket right now. God bless if you're able to get it, but if you're a Pacers fan, sucks to be you. Going back to the Western Conference and the Denver Nuggets, uh, in terms of all that cap indication you were talking about with the Lakers and maybe San Antonio and all the possibilities, the fact that Nuggets might be willing to take Lonzo Ball and all that comes with him, what does that say about what the Nuggets need to do? And then what would you say about what they've already done as they wait to line up to try to do something else? Well, hopefully, if they do end up a ball that LeVar uh, Le- uh, Ball has uh, asthma, you know about the mile-high conditions over there. Or if not, they could lock them outside the arena. There's a lot of snow in Denver during the winter time. <laughs> but you look at what they ended up doing. They brought back a 23-year-old center with $147 million in Jokic. They turned right around and re-signed their shooting guard, Will Barton, for four years. 
So right now, if they get themselves a quality point guard over there, they got three good foundations to build on. No knock on Lonzo Ball. I have no problem with Lonzo Ball on the court. I have problems with Lonzo Ball off the court, and I have problems with his father anywhere on this planet. Which, again, is the distraction that will come from anyone who takes him off the Lakers' hands. You're looking at the three-ring circus over here. Last time I checked, back in May of 2017, Ringling Brothers closed their doors. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. Well, how surprised are you at the way the money's being spent so far? Well, like my nickname, which is called Max, I think a lot of guys took the shorter term because they were looking at Max, like the Max deal down the road. I mean, if you look at Kevin Durant, he did a one-on-one. This means that after this season, he'll be eligible for $41 million if he decides not to pick up his option on the second year of that one-on-one deal. So you're turning around and looking at a guy that goes from $30 million to $41 million on a Max. Let's say he signs that big long-term deal. Then he's sitting with four or five years at around $220 million in his pocket. That was a smart move on Durant's part. Not only that, keeps Golden State in the mode where they're looking at what's going down the road. They got Clay Thompson, they got Draymond Green coming up for their contracts in the next couple of years. Who's to say that they don't go ahead and use their tax exemption right now to bring in a DeMarcus Cousins? Have him sit till January till he's fully recovered from the Achilles tendon and then bring the Manster and put him out there ready for another playoff push. And when you say DeMarcus Cousins, what do you think the next step is with him? How long is this going to take considering the Achilles injury? I think it will come down to frustration that he can't get the money that he wants anywhere else. I don't think anyone's going to go above $10 million for him, except for New Orleans itself. He might have to go back there on a one-on-one. Wherever he ends up going, though, you know that once he's out there and once he's healthy, you're going to get a dominant force. Maybe it all depends on how that leg heals up. You look at Dallas, Paul. I mean, Dallas goes out and puts $24 million out there for an average center, a guy that gets 15 points a game, that gets 10 rebounds. Okay, but I'm not going to hand $24 million to DeAndre Jordan, not when there's a DeMarcus Cousins out there on the market with the potential of being a $30 million man. Which I was going to ask, if Cousins ends up going back to New Orleans on just a a one-on-one deal that would allow him to turn around and become a free agent again quickly, how much would the Pelicans, who you had indicated really only wanted to sign him for two years, how hard is that going to be to pull off to bring him back, but knowing that it may well be on a short-term basis only? Well, you look at next year, they'll have roughly about $41 million to play with next year. And so if the Marcus Cousins wants the max, at least they could bring him back. You look at the Paul George situation. Everybody had him ticketed to L.A. years ago. All of a sudden, here comes along Russell Westbrook and throws a party in. There's George up on the podium signing the contract in front of 500 people. <laughs> Who's to say that won't happen with Cousins? You've got to understand one thing. Him and Anthony Davis, they raised Buku. Those two work really well in tandem together. These guys go back to their Kentucky days together. So you're turning around and saying, who's to say that Anthony Davis won't want to throw a party for him down at NOLA? That would make perfect sense. And I certainly know the fans in New Orleans would love to see that happen. You talk about money, and we were talking about the Philadelphia 76ers. Let me throw out a couple of teams and and a player. What about J.J. Redick, who had such a great season with the 76ers? And what about the Chicago Bulls? who are one of the teams it looks like have some money to spend. 
Oh, yeah, they got $40 million right now as we sit, but what they're looking for is a center, and there's nothing left at that center position for them to bring in. Uh, you know, they were talking a little bit about Leonard, but they backed off on that because they're not confident that Leonard is a team player. you got to understand one thing. You're talking about a guy with a quad over here that sat out most of the year that says, I want to leave town because Tony Parker said some bad things about me. I mean, come on, give me a break over here, man. Grow up, man. Put your man pants back on. And that is a situation about being a team player, not playing at all in the postseason when some question the fact that maybe he could have tried to help his team in the postseason. You know, outside of Kevin Durant popping up on a one-on-one, possibly a Julius Randle doing a one-on-one, you look at the 2019-2020 free agent class, and I can't understand why a lot of these teams are trying to hold on to their cap money till next year. Uh, the Knicks are a classic case in point. The Knicks only went out and signed one guy uh, so far, and they says they're not going to be busy out there. They're only going to be offering more million uh, one-year contracts. Uh, they know that this is going to be a year where KP is going to miss possibly the whole season. So, hey, why don't you just get a hold of General Patton as your head coach, man, and go in the tank? Hmm. Well, I, I'm glad you mentioned the Knicks because they may have only made one move uh, thus far, but aren't aren't you okay with shooting guard Mario Hezonaga, the number five pick in the 2015 draft? I like picking him up, but still there's that big onus that they have, and that's at the point guard position. They still have money left, but I don't think Isaiah Thomas, who's the logical pick at the point guard spot, will come in on a one-on-one deal, even though Isaiah knows that he has to make good because everybody thinks his hip is ready for the for uh, you know the 55-plus crowd. And all that's happened in L.A., that may not change that situation? Well, you end up bringing Leonard in over there, and Leonard is hurt. What's Magic going to do? Call Affleck? Well, if he hasn't called him already. I think it's going to be pretty busy if they end up bringing Leonard in out there. I mean, you look at some of the injuries. I mean, look at the guys that they're gearing up to talk to. They want to trade for Leonard. They want to sign Cousins. I mean, right then and there, you're looking at Alan Alder from the MASH unit joining you on the sidelines. And with LeVar and Jack Nicholson there, that's a crowded bench. <laughs> well, with all that said, of the many things that we've discussed the Lakers might want to do, or even need to do, what do you think they'll be able to do? I think right now their hands are tied because they're so focused on doing something on the Leonard. I think Magic will overpay. Well, you, you got to understand one thing. Pop is a used car salesman. You show up on the lot, you tell them you like the Mustang, but you don't like the price, you walk away. You go to another store and you see crap there, so you go back to talk to the guy about the Mustang. Now all of a sudden he knows you like that Mustang. Well, son, you know what? I'm not going to come down on that price. That's what Pop's doing right now. I want three young sons, and I want two draft picks, and I'll give you Leonard. Take it or leave it. And Pop is the type, Paul, who'll end up holding on Leonard just for the thing is that let's see what we get out of him because I don't like what you want to give me in return. And even if he does hold on to him and forces Leonard to play with the Spurs, the only way for Leonard to continue to be a valued player is to play and play well. If he tries to do something else, how much will he hurt his own standing? He's on the books right now for $21 million. Could you imagine Leonard with only six games under his belt for two years? Let's say he ends up doing the quad thing and sits out this year. Here you got six game films to watch over the last years on the guy that was making $21 million. What are you going to offer him out there? Uh, excuse me, son, I got an exception. Uh, excuse me, here's my veteran's minimum. Nobody's got to bring that dude in. Things were a flurry at the beginning. 
What's the next few weeks going to be like? Uh, next few weeks are what we call the stocking suppers. Uh, I ended up doing your early, do your early Christmas shopping. I need a small forward. This guy's still sitting out there on the market. I need a shooting guard. I could bring him in on the exception. Here's a guy that I could bring in at the, at the minimum. Uh, it's all going to come down to what your team needs. You know, I'm looking at right now, it's a 15-man you're able to carry on your roster. There's only two of the teams out there with even 14 men on their roster. So you're talking about there's going to be several fill-ins going along the route. And you're sitting right now with only 13 teams that have any cap money to play with. And out of those 13 teams, only eight of them have $10 million or above. I just want to know who the man is collecting all the luxury tax in uh, the NBA because he's going to be very popular. I mean, you're looking at right now, uh, you got uh, a couple of teams out there with as much as $62 million they're going to uh, owe on the luxury. I mean, the Lakers alone right now are at $32 million just on the luxury tax. They got to start clearing some of those guys off the board. They got to start bringing in the G League guys in order to have money to go after a Leonard or whoever else is out there next year. Because I don't think they're going to get that second piece that James needs to bring a championship. Hell, I look at that roster. I don't even think they're going to ever bring a championship to the Lakers. Not as long as James is there, because James is impacting more than twenty percent of that cap in any year going forward. Wow. Yeah, I'm still dumbfounded with some of the moves that went out there, but uh, God bless Oklahoma City, man, because definitely you turned the whole tide of the Western Conference by bringing Mr. George back in. So how poised are they to be players? How many pieces do they need to get right up into that Golden State-Houston area? Nobody's going to get up into the Golden State area, not even Houston, my friend. Might as well just hand the trophy right now because let me tell you one thing. They made the best move, and I'm not even talking about the rant. I'm talking about Steve Kerr. Could you imagine Steve Kerr being a free agent coach out on the market right now? And Nick fans are still crying in their soup over Phil Jackson, thinking, assuming I'm going to have Steve Kerr, and Steve Kerr is going to run my triangle. And Mr. Kerr saying, uh-uh, I'm heading to the other coast. That's obviously had ramifications. But you got to look at the Nick culture. Look what happened in the years since Steve Kerr turned down that job. Could you imagine Kerr's team with KP and them all there? I even think that Carmelo Anthony probably would have produced under Steve Kerr. The triangle killed the Knicks, and the Knicks kept on compounding it by bringing in players to play the triangle. Their first-round draft pick last year was a wasted pick. They got so many shooting guards on that team over here, they might as well go play three-ball than to go play in the NBA. Great stuff. A special week here on the Scouts Honor Podcast. Coming up tomorrow, we talk about sports gambling, and we do so with the top handicapper in America, Danny Sheridan. And then on the 4th of July, how about some fireworks? Coaches on the hot seat in the NFL. Another football Scouts Honor podcast. And a reminder, the Scouts Honor podcast can be found on Spreaker, iTunes, and iHeartRadio. We encourage you to follow or subscribe. But for now, Dave T., thank you very much. And as always, thank you for listening. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. 
No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.